waiting for the fish to bite or waiting for winter fly a kite. Or waiting around for Friday night or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake or a pot to boil or a better break or a string of perils or a pair of pants or a wig with curls or another chance. Everyone is just waiting, is Dr. Seuss right? Are you just waiting? If so, Larry McMurtry had this observation for you, if you wait, all that happens is that you get older. You may do well to recall the words of Hazel Lee, I held a moment in my hand, brilliant as a star, fragile as a flower, a tiny sliver of one hour. I dripped it carelessly, ah. Uh. I didn't know, I held opportunity. William James' advice is worth pondering since you are just waiting and don't have much to do anyway, to change one's life. Start immediately. Do it flamboyantly. No exceptions, so you aren't sure you want to change your life. You are fine with doing nothing. Bill Watterson, Calvin and Hobbes, has found a small glitch with that strategy. There's never enough time to do all the nothing you want. Ruth and Shabaker said, each day comes bearing its own gifts. Untie the ribbons, however you decide to deal with just waiting and its glitches, Friedrich Nietzsche was nonetheless right, when one has a great deal to put into it a day has a hundred pockets, surely one of those pockets holds a special surprise, just for you. There is a Vietnamese proverb that says, brothers and sisters are as close as hands and feet, although this isn't universally true, it should be. As Susan Scarf Merrill said, our brothers and sisters are there with us from the dawn of our personal stories to the inevitable dusk, Marion Sandmiller added, a sibling may be the keeper of one's identity, the only person with the keys to one's unfettered, more fundamental self. Yes. Our siblings pushed buttons that cast us in roles we felt sure we had let go of long ago. It doesn't seem to matter how much time has elapsed or how far we've traveled, despite this truth from Jane Mursky Leader, children of the same family, the same blood, with the same first associations and habits, have some means of enjoyment in their power, which no subsequent connections can supply, Jane Austen. Even so, to the outside world we all grow old. But not the brothers and sisters. We know each other as we always were. We know each other's hearts. We share private family jokes. We remember family feuds and secrets, family griefs and joys. We live outside the touch of time, a warm thank you, to Clara Ortega for reminding us. If this simple truth slips your mind, Pamela Dugdell is here to refresh your memory. Siblings are the people we practice on, the people who teach us about fairness and cooperation and kindness and caring, quite often the hard way, when all is said and done, Mark Brown was certainly right, sometimes being a brother, or sister, is even better than being a superhero.
It's easy to identify with Irma Bombaku, when talking about her family, said, We were a strange little band of characters trudging through life sharing diseases and toothpaste, coveting one another's desserts, hiding shampoo, borrowing money, locking each other out of our rooms, inflicting pain and kissing to heal it in the same instant, loving, laughing, defending, and trying to figure out the common thread that bound us all together. Kendall Haley certainly had a point when she said, the great gift of family life is to be intimately acquainted with people you might never even introduce yourself to, had life not done it for you. Sure, Mignon McLaughlin was right when he said, family corals have a total bitterness unmatched by others, even so, he was equally right when he went on to say, yet it sometimes happens that they also have a kind of tang, a pleasantness beneath the unpleasantness, based on the tacit understanding that this is not for keeps, that any limb you climb out on will still be there later for you to climb back. Dodie Smith was also on point when she said, the family, that dear octopus from whose tentacles we never quite escape, nor, in our inmost hearts, ever quite wish to, the next time you have one of those tedious, family encounters, it will help to stop to consider the words of Marcia Norman. Family is just accident. They don't mean to get on your nerves. They don't even mean to be your family, they just are. Still, Jane Howard was right, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. They dance before they learn there is anything that isn't music. William Stafford certainly makes a valid point about the spontaneous enthusiasm of children. The disappointing message here is less obvious though. Too quickly, children do learn much of their world isn't music. Having learned that lesson, they gradually dance less and less and then finally just stop dancing. It's as if they never knew how. The childlike spontaneous enthusiasm for life is little more than an abstract concept, a topic for polite conversation. They can talk about dancing but no one dances, even though, as Peter St. James said, talk about dance. Dance is not something to talk about. Dance is to dance. Samuel Beckett reinforced the point, dance first. Think later. It's the natural order. Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche observed, and those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Stafford thought that children hear everything as music, but that gradually changes. They evolve into those who neither hear the music nor dance, and, sooner, or later, everyone evolves. There is a Japanese proverb that says, we're fools whether we dance or not, so we might as well dance. The key is in remembering to hear the music. 